This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Pray. Thank you, Father, for everything that you've been doing in our midst. Lord, we ask of you that you're going to minister in our midst. Let your word be ministered. The way you want it to be ministered, Lord, may it come to us. May you let your word come to us this morning. Change our hearts. Break every rigid mindsets. Mold us, Lord, by your word. Shape our understanding. Correct our perceptions by the power of your word. We don't want to be the same again. We don't want to remain the way we are. Lord, every single person, we pray, Lord, that your people will go out of this place after this, this service in a different manner, the different understanding, upgraded, upgraded, revived and renewed by, your, by the power of your word. May it happen in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. See, we're on the topic of grace. And we were looking at the Christian way of Facing and overcoming trials. And in that context, we also looked at that, that uh, aspect of joy. Say joy. joy. This being the year of great rejoicing. You know, it is timely that we look into the, you know, that, that aspect of human life called joy. And uh, last week, we were looking particularly into uh, the role of wisdom in a Christian's life. Specifically with reference to trials. What is the role of wisdom, God's wisdom in a Christian's life? Let's read that scripture one more time. James chapter 1. Let's read from 2 to 6. Consider it all joy. Is it on the screen? Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Amen. Now one of the things we need the most in this life is wisdom. Now we need wisdom as taught to us by the grace of God. Now, we've been talking about how grace can teach us. Now, I want you to understand the wisdom of God is being taught to us by the grace of God. It's the grace of God that teaches us the, uh, as wisdom in, every, in any given situation. Amen? And I want all of you to understand that uh, grace teaches us so accurately the wisdom of God. Grace can teach us so accurately the wisdom of God. Before I go any further, I also want to warn you, if you are disconnected with this teaching, it's only because you don't realize the importance of wisdom in your life. If you feel like, you know, not really understand what, is it, what this is all about. If you, if you fail to recognize the relevance of this word, it's only because you fail to recognize the importance of wisdom in your life. And I'm telling you, I, I, can, I can guarantee this, give it time sooner than you think you will realize the cost of not walking in wisdom. You'll be shocked to realize the cost of being unwise in life. 
Because a lot is at stake if you're not walking in wisdom. And you are not called to walk as unwise, but as wise. And there's an instruction in the Bible to the New Testament believer. Do not be foolish, do not be unwise, but walk as wise men. Tell your neighbor, walk wise. In fact, it's the saddest thing that can happen to a Christian, that can ever happen to a Christian. Neglecting the role of wisdom, neglecting the importance of wisdom. It's the saddest thing. In, because you know why? A Christian has no excuse for being foolish in life. Okay. We can actually close service with this statement. We can go back and think on this for the next one week and come back and realize how powerful that is. A Christian has no excuse for being foolish in life. A Christian has no excuse for making mistakes in life. You cannot come out with any excuses for making the wrong choices in life. There is no room for that. Now, that's a fact. In fact, we, we, we have statements like this. Um, it's okay. We all make mistakes in life. That is true. We all make, may make mistakes. But, you know, sometimes those statements are to pamper and give us room for making more mistakes. Do you hear what I said? Now, sometimes the reason we tell people, it's all right. For example, Michael played drums today. You know, I can go up to him and say, it's okay, Michael. It's okay. We all make mistakes. We learn from mistakes. It's only to pamper and give space for making more mistakes. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that we must be harsh on mistakes. But we don't have excuses for making mistakes in life. I'm not talking about playing drums, okay? I just gave use it as an example and an illustration, but I'm talking about life. I'm talking about living life. We don't have excuses to press in for being foolish in life. That's the reality. That's the fact. And you cannot hide from it. You cannot deny it. Just to accommodate the, accommodate the blunders we commit. You know, we, 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 we make statements like this. But the reality is that there is no legitimate reason that we, you and I must make mistakes in life. Because we can deal with any situation that we face in life with the wisdom of God. We can. In fact, we are called for that. To deal with any given situation that we face with the wisdom of God. And if I can be, if I can take the liberty with you, anything stupid that we do in life, any foolish thing that we do in life, must not be cajoled, can, must not be pampered. But the, the right word to describe such a thing that we have committed, a mistake, a blunder that we have made when it comes to decisions in life, is to call it rebellion. Nobody said amen for that. I knew it. It's hitting you on, on, the, on, the, on that point. I said, the right word to describe making mistakes in life is a rebellion. It can, it can sound very harsh and 
uncomfortable but this is the truth you know why foolishness is going against the counsel of god and wisdom is walking in the counsel of god so when you make a, a mistake in life when you do a blunder in life okay you take the wrong decision in life it amounts to rebellion that's what it is you went against the counsel of god and what is it to be unwise like i said is going against the counsel of god in spite of having access to it that is foolishness you have each one of us have access to the wisdom of god every believer has access to the wisdom of god to the counsel of god concerning any given situation and in spite of having that access when you go against the counsel of god when you bypass the wisdom of god and do your own thing that is that is foolishness which is rebellion now we get it now i i i used to love and i used to quote this line by pastorin you know right from the time i heard it many years back he used to say god is always speaking god is always speaking and i realized that it is true and the first it was just a fancy quote for me but then i realized it's true god is always speaking he's always speaking whether you're listening or not he's speaking and he wants to have a conversation with you you might be uh, in a hurry you might be in a haste but god is always speaking trying to get your attention so that he can correct your footsteps so when you go against the counsel of god in spite of having access to it that comes from a place of pride and arrogance now we get it it comes from a place of self reliance and that is equivalent to nullifying the grace of god we've been talking about grace of god so when you do things like this you're nullifying the grace of god because the grace of god wants to teach you the grace of god wants to give you wisdom concerning the situation how to deal with it and when you deny when you when you close yourself to the to the teaching of the grace of god that's rebellion it's self reliance oh, listen to this nothing in life has the power to perplex a christian it doesn't matter how complicated your situation is it cannot it does not have the power to perplex you it it does not have the power or the potential to to catch you off guard it might it might sound like the weirdest of situations that you ever faced it might be new to you it might be unheard of but i'm telling you it does not have it does not have the power it does not have the potential to catch you off guard and make you lose balance and cause you to fall down sometimes we act so perplexed you're so perplexed i don't know what is happening christians are saying i don't know what is going on i'm so confused i'm so perplexed in life i don't know what the, what is happening i have no clue what is happening i'll tell you what is happening you're not listening to god that's what is happening that's what is happening if you're confused you're not listening to god because god is a god of order is not the god of confusion the devil comes to bring confusion but if you listen to god he brings order nothing and perplex a christian tell anybody nothing can perplex you 
Tell your neighbor, tell your mama, nothing can perplex you. You can tell your son, nothing can perplex you. Nothing can perplex you. You know who is a Christian? We must ask that, that question to ourselves. You know, that's one of, one of the topics that I want. I want to do a series on who is a Christian. You know, one day I'll do it. Who is a Christian? Who is a Christian? The one who's got Christ in him. Christ is living in you. You and Christ are one. That's a Christian. You cannot separate Christ from you. That's a Christian. When you say Christ, you are in him. If anybody says about Christ, it is about you. You're not getting that. If anybody in any, any corner of the street in Kotem is declaring about Christ, he's talking about you or she's talking about you. That's a Christian. And the Bible says in, in the book of Colossians that Christ himself is the true knowledge of, Christ, of God's mystery. Amen. The true knowledge of God's mystery. Some versions got it accurately right. It says, I think the NSB, NASB puts, puts it like this. Christ himself is the true knowledge of God's mystery. You want to know the mysteries of God? You have to know Christ. Do you know Christ? You have known the mysteries of God. He is the true knowledge of the mysteries of God. Amen? And it goes on to say, let's return to that passage in Colossians chapter 2. Let's read from verse 3. The true knowledge of God's mystery is Christ himself. Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So where is wisdom and knowledge hidden? In Christ. So the Bible is saying the true knowledge of the mysteries of God is Christ himself. It goes on to say that the, the Greek word is pass, P-S. Pass means every, say every. It means all. It means whole. So all of, every bit of, whole of the thesaurus. The word for treasure is thesaurus. You all have heard, heard the word thesaurus. Yeah. You know what it means? It means treasure. The thesaurus. Treasure. Deposit. That's what it means. Deposit. The wealth. It means wealth. So all of, every bit of, the whole of, the thesaurus, the treasure, the wealth, the deposit of Sophia. That's your name. It means wisdom. It means insight. And gnosis, it means knowledge and science. So all of, every bit of, the whole of, the treasure, the deposit, the wealth of insight and wisdom and understanding and knowledge and science is hidden in Christ. Amen. You go to the next chapter, you read, your lives are hidden with Christ in God. Flow with me this morning. Where are you now? You are hidden with Christ in God. Okay, where are you now? With Christ in God. The treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Christ. 
it means it is hidden where now in the church all of every bit of the whole of the deposit the treasure the wealth of insight wisdom understanding knowledge and science are hidden in the church now if this we can realize this schools colleges universities will all close down they'll all come to the church to learn that's the truth that's the absolute truth you know we been we are we have, that's right we have surrendered to what, that which is falsely called science the bible also talks about that we have surrendered ourselves to that which is falsely called science what the bible is saying you know this this when you read it a hand should come out of the bible and slap your face that's what it should do you read this bible you read this word it says in in christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge it goes on to say you are hidden with christ in god you should feel the, the slap on your face guess what you must feel that's why right. the smartest people are not are supposed to be in the church I, I don't like to say the supposed to be part. The smartest people on earth are supposed to be the church. The church must be the display of God's wisdom. That's right, the manifold wisdom of God. Every believer must be the display of the manifold wisdom of God. our lives must manifest and display the wisdom of god because in you are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge in you in you hallelujah and i'm telling you this is a drama should come to you to take lessons from you you know why because you're part of the church you're part of the church in you you must be sought after for lessons that's what it is that's right the spirit of wisdom sophia do you know did you know that your name meant wisdom you meant you know that okay you knew that wisdom wisdom they must seek after you doctors must come flooding to you they should they should come thronging to you because you both are believers you have a higher understanding a way far higher understanding than some of them what some of them carry they go by textbooks you go by the wisdom of god that's the difference that's right you'll be in fact you'll be wiser than your your teachers the bible is telling you the the believer you shall be wiser than your teachers Amen. don't surrender to your textbooks that's right to godlessness do not surrender to your textbooks to godless teaching in those textbooks we open to the wisdom of god Amen. now you're you're doing that you're you're inspecting 
what's the right word attending to that patient you're looking um, you know a you're making a diagnosis that's right you're making a diagnosis you know the textbook might tell you okay this is what it is but the spirit of wisdom can tell you no that's not what it is i'm telling you it has happened insight insight that's right the spirit of insight you know daniel was found to have a spirit of insight a spirit of excellence now all the learned men of that land of babylon could were no match to this man they had the the, the four of them in them were found the spirit of excellence the spirit of gods that's what they say in the bible they said they testified these four hebrew men had the spirit of gods in them that's how best they could they could describe the wisdom with which they performed things not based on the universities of babylon people should come to you they should call up litto to figure out okay how this machine works you should be able to explain you are blessed to have a believer teacher also so let's go to the teacher now people should throng to you because you have the wisdom of god residing in you to explain enigmas know what is enigmas that's what the bible talks about daniel enigmas mysteries they don't know why why this problem we have no clue why this is happening but you know it why the wisdom of god will illumine your mind to explain that that's right spend time with the wisdom of god spend time with the wisdom of god the revealed wisdom of god now this will activate every bit of that treasure in you every bit of the treasure the whole of that treasure will be activated when you spend time with god's word hallelujah now i told you last week that wisdom is expressed in words by the mouth or in the mind it can be a thought in your mind it can be the words of your mouth but wisdom is expressed in words before they get translated into actions we don't understand that we think we are stuck to what we see but the truth is wisdom came forth by the words of their mouth they are only doing what was residing in them or proceeded from them as words you are only doing what is residing in you or have proceeded from you as words so your words must express the the wisdom before they can manifest into actions you must open your mouth and speak and we looked at the the story of david and goliath remember that you remember that last week we looked at the 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 story of david and goliath you know i told you that before david slew goliath everybody in the armies of israel were only repeating what goliath was saying that's the wisdom of this world earthly wisdom oh he's a is a is a giant his spear is too long how many feet was that 9 feet he was 9 feet right and the spear was and he 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 needed somebody else to carry the the shield that's how big the shield was so everybody was talking about goliath goliath is strong goliath is invincible they said goliath is the giant nobody stands a chance before goliath so everybody in israel in the ranks of israel they all repeated what was spoken about goliath by goliath himself and by his people the wisdom of the philistines 
the wisdom of the Philistines. The people of God listened. That's right. The people of God listened to the wisdom of the Philistines and repeated the wisdom of Philistines with their mouth. And they were gripped by fear for 40 days, the Bible says. 40 days. This man tormented them, not doing anything. He'll come out, just walk up and down and go back. They were terrified. They all hid for 40 days. Not a single arrow shot or a spear thrown or a sword wielded. 40 days. This man's mere presence consumed or gripped them with fear. That's when David came around. He came to give some food to his brothers. He came with a parcel to deliver. I remember making Dami tell the story of, uh, of David when he was very small. And he will say, so David came to meet his brothers. He came with some, some butter, some ghee, some oil, some shawarma. For his brother, so the, the father sent them him with all these things. He was very small at that point of day. He used to say the story. With all that, he came to meet them so that they can have some food. And that's when he saw Goliath or heard about Goliath. Now, what did David do? He refused to go by the wisdom of the Philistines. He went by the wisdom of God. If you listen to the words of David, now you'll realize... That he was speaking the wisdom of God. Now see, even when you look at how God created the world, how did God create the world? That's right. He? With words. He spoke. Yeah? With words. Now let's read uh, Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 19. How did God create the world? Say it loud. By the word. Right? Proverbs chapter 3 verse 19. What does it say? The Lord by? So how, what did he say earlier? How did God create the world? By his word. What does his word say? By wisdom. So what is wisdom? You getting that? The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding he established the heavens. So here... Wisdom and word is used interchangeably. God created, founded the earth by his wisdom, expressed as words. Even in the New Testament, in the beginning was the word. The word was with and the word was, what's the word that is used for word? The Greek word? Logos. You know what logos mean? Huh? Logos means? Uh, it means word, the spoken word. It also means Knowledge, reason. It means reason. That's why we have biology, zoology, psychology. It's derived from the root word logos. The study of, the knowledge of, the reason of. So word is knowledge. Word is reason. Word is wisdom. Am I getting this? So that tells me until and unless I speak, the wisdom which I have is of no, no use. If the wisdom that I carry, the, the treasures, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge which are hidden in me, in Christ, in me, if it has to manifest, I have to open my mouth and speak. 
You getting this? Are you getting this? See, signs and wonders and miracles. Should I say it now? Okay, I'll say it now. Signs and wonders and miracles are not, uh, what do you call it? Slate, slate of hands, right? Slate of hands? Slide of hands. Spelling? S-L-E-I-G-H-D. Slide of hands. Signs and wonders and miracles, not slide of hands. Not the, the magic wand. The waving of the, the magic. No, that's not what it is. Signs and wonders and miracles, the word becoming flesh. Now, when you, when you see that, at every miracle that Jesus performed, almost at every miracle that Jesus performed, you see him speaking something. He said something. Maybe an instruction was given. He refuted what he saw with the natural eye. And he spoke about what he saw. Are you able to understand what I'm trying to tell you here? Okay, let's park it there. We'll come back to that. Okay, I'm just trying to jump ahead. Okay. Okay, let's go back to Goliath and David. Okay. So all of Israel agreed to what Goliath spoke. But David spoke differently than the rest of Israel. What was David doing? Common sense would have told him, don't go out. What is that? Common sense, right? This man is a giant. He's got, he's, he's armed, heavily armed with weapons. He's got a spear. He's got a whatnot. He's got all that. Common sense will tell him, don't go out. You know, common sense, common sense will tell him you are no match to Goliath. Right or wrong? Right or wrong? Okay. Human wisdom will tell him that Goliath is invincible. Right or wrong? Right. Then why did David spoke so boldly? Wasn't that overconfidence? Was it a self-motivation technique, that, that which he said? He said a few things. What is a, that, wasn't that a self-motivation technique that he used? Was David trying to just to pump himself up? You've seen, uh, you know, sportsmen do that. They, they speak to themselves to pump themselves up. What David resorting to some form of uh, mind control techniques when he was doing all that? Hypnotizing Goliath. You are under my spell. You will fall today. What's, what, the, what was David doing? Huh? That's right. David was speaking. Say wisdom. Wisdom of God. He was not repeating the wisdom of man. But he was speaking the wisdom of God. Let's look at some of the things that David said. You know, when you, you, know, when you see... Uh, no, when you... When you speak what God speaks, when you see how God sees, and when you, when you do like what God would want you to do, that is the wisdom of God. So that's what David did. When you see like how God sees, and when you speak like how God would speak, and when you do things like how God would do, that's the wisdom of God at work. And that's what, that, that's what David was doing. Because Goliath is tall, Goliath is strong, Goliath is a champion, Goliath is invincible, 
all those things are facts human wisdom will give you facts facts say facts facts we tend to think that we acquire wisdom over a period of time that is true that is the earthly wisdom things of the of this world the, the basic things of this world we learn it over a time but the wisdom of god is not something that you acquire that's why in the bible it says god possessed wisdom from the beginning that wisdom is now hidden in you The wisdom that I'm talking about is not acquired wisdom. It's not progressive wisdom. The wisdom that you have access to is the wisdom which was with God from the beginning. All, say all. Every bit of, whole of the wisdom, the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in Christ. And you are in Christ. And Christ is in you. Amen? Are you getting this? Are you getting this? I know who all are getting this by the smile on your face. If you're not getting this, you'll be like, I'm getting this. So now, look at the words that David said. David said, Goliath, you are an uncircumcised Philistine. Whose words were they? Who would call Goliath an uncircumcised Philistine? Only God would do that. Goliath is, he said, who is this man who's defying the ranks of Israel? Who is concerned about somebody defying the ranks of Israel? Then he went on to say, who's despising God? And who decided that he must be stopped? David decided. Why? Because he's speaking against? Then he said, the reproach of God's people must be taken away. Whose words are they? Whose words are they? God's words. The reproach of Israel must be taken away. The reproach of his people must be taken away. That's his words. God's words. And he went on to say, Goliath will be like the lion and the bear which were killed when they tried to take away the lamb. The Lord who spared me from the paw of the lion and the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Goliath will be fed to the birds of the sky so that all the earth will know that there is a God in Israel. So who is it about? Is it about David or about Goliath? Say it loud. Listen. Who is it about? Say God. This is all about God. It's not about Goliath. It's not about David. That's right. It's not about David. It's not about Goliath also. It's not about Israel. It's not about Saul. It's about God. So when you speak that which is about God, you're speaking the wisdom of God. And that defies everything else. Now the, the most popular idea at that point of time was Goliath is invincible. Goliath is going to finish the ranks of Israel. You, if you do a poll there, uh, uh, you know, a survey there, everyone would say, Israel is going to be wiped off. But David decided to speak the words of God. 
uncircumcised Philistine. Amen. Defying the ranks of Israel. He should be stopped. He should be fed to the, the birds of the sky. That is wisdom. Seeing how God sees. Thinking how God thinks. Speaking how God will speak. Are you seeing what God sees? Are you thinking how God would think? Are you speaking how God would speak? Going through a situation. Are you seeing what God speaks? What God sees? Are you thinking what God thinks? Are you speaking what God is speaking? You have a report in your hand. Are you seeing what God is seeing? Or are you seeing what the doctor is seeing? You've been given advices. Are you thinking what they are giving? Are they telling you or are you thinking what God is telling you? Whose words are you repeating? God's words or man's, man's words? See, wisdom will speak a language which the world cannot understand or agree to. Now this morning, I like what Nisha was ministering. She said, what was inside the jar? Say water. Okay, tell me the properties of water. Tasteless, orderless, colorless, huh? flavorless. Yeah, that's the properties of, those are the properties of water. So now, what did Jesus do? He said, take it and pour it and give it, serve it. What happened? That it just tasteless became tasty. That it just orderless became strong. Without flavor, had flavor. That which didn't have any color became red. How did that happen? He spoke. Say, she spoke. She spoke what? Not the textbook of chemistry that you learned in 12th standard. Not the textbook of chemistry that you learned in 12th standard or in your degree class. He stood in front of the, the tomb of Lazarus. He did not speak from the, the medical science textbook. He is dead. Let's declare him dead. Huh? And even rotten after three days. The so doctors would know really well. What did he say? Did he speak according in line with the, the, the wisdom of this world or the wisdom of God? So now, the, now our problem is we are so used to speaking the wisdom of man. Now the, the people that we deem as wise, the people that we consider as wise, even in the church, are the ones who speak according to the wisdom of this world. But the, the people who speak the wisdom of God are sometimes labeled as foolish. How weird that is. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you with me this morning? Now, if you are so always caught up in this web of the wisdom that you have acquired, the experience that you have acquired from this world, and that's what you are, that's how you behave, that's how you respond to situations, you are in line with the foolishness which they call as wisdom. When, when Solomon was asked by God, what do you want? What did he ask? 
Why did he ask that? From where did he get the sense that he should ask for wisdom? From God. Of course, from God. I have to agree on that. But from his, how do you know that? From his father. Tijo is saying from his father. How do you know that? Your answer is right, but how do you know that? So Tijo is saying, David asked God for, sorry, Solomon asked God for wisdom because his father David taught him to ask for wisdom. How do you know that? Because of the words he spoke, but give me evidence, real evidence. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 4. Verse 1. Hear, O sons. Who's writing this? You all know that? Okay, listen to Solomon, okay? His testimony. Hear, O sons. How many sons in this house? We're all sons or daughters, okay? Hear, O sons, the instructions of a father and give attention that you may gain understanding. Who's writing? Who's his father? Okay, let's read that one way. Hear, O sons, the instructions of a father and give attention that you may gain understanding. For I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my instruction. When I was a son to my father, tender and the only son in the sight of my mother, then he taught me. Who taught me? Who taught whom? David taught? All right. Let's look at what he was taught. Then David taught me, Solomon, and said to me, Solomon, let your heart hold fast to my words. Keep my commandments and live. Acquire. Ah, now you know why he asked for wisdom. If God asks you something, what must you ask for? Acquire wisdom. Acquire understanding. Do not forget, no turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forget this. Some point of your life, this is going to come in handy for you. In, if you are given a choice, if you are given a chance to acquire something, acquire what? So now you know who taught David to acquire wisdom from God. Who taught Solomon? David. So how did David live? How did David live? In the wisdom of? He defied the wisdom of the Philistines. That's why God said of him that David is a man after my? What is in God's heart? The wisdom of God. Are you getting this? Are you getting this? I hope you are. David is a man after God's own heart. What is in God's heart? The wisdom of God. So David was always seeking after the wisdom of God. That is why even when you see him doing stupid things, he always pounds back. You know why? He was always meditating on the wisdom of God. And then he told his son, the only advice he wanted to give his son was, acquire wisdom. If I was given a choice to live again, a chance to live again, I will acquire wisdom. Since I don't have that, now it's your turn. You go and acquire wisdom. Read that. 
acquire wisdom acquire understanding do not forget no turn away from the words of my mouth do not forsake her and she will guard you love her and she will watch over you the beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom the beginning of wisdom is one more time the beginning of wisdom is the first lesson when you when you're in the school of wisdom the first lesson is get wisdom acquire wisdom and with all your acquiring get understanding hallelujah some version says get wisdom with all you're getting get understanding with all you're getting that means if you get a car what must you acquire wisdom yeah if you get a new bass guitar what must you acquire if you get a get a new sound board a console what must you acquire wisdom if you get a wife what must you acquire if you get a child what must you acquire if you get a ministry what must you acquire in all your getting get what whose wisdom not the wisdom so we are so like we we have we are so disciplined this if we get something new we'll go to youtube and watch all the videos about that thing so that we can get some wisdom on that okay that's good you'll get to know about the thing but in all you're getting get the wisdom of god which you will not find in youtube or on google or on the journals of this world the beginning of wisdom is like that verse the beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom that's why that's where many are stuck because you have not acquired wisdom to start with unless you acquire with the wisdom to start with how can you proceed with the rest of it the beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom the beginning of wisdom is the beginning of wisdom is and in all with all you acquiring get understanding Hallelujah. I like the fact that the fear of the Lord is also the So the fear of the Lord is the So acquiring wisdom is what? The fear of the Lord. Worshiping God is the beginning of wisdom. Worshiping God is acquiring wisdom. That's why now you can go to all the classes that you want on Sundays you will not you will not reach anywhere where God wants you to reach. You know why? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you're going to forgo Sunday school for the sake of being a this or that you probably might end up being that but you will not reach where God wants you to reach because in all you're getting get wisdom and the beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom the beginning of wisdom is fear of God Hallelujah Say wisdom Verse eight. Prize her, and she will exalt you. Prize her. Any other versions? Verse eight. Cherish her. Exalt her, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. that's why okay now this is about wisdom 
all the men if you get a woman of wisdom if you prize your wife if you exalt your wife she will exalt you if you honor your wife she will honor you so wisdom we're talking about wisdom i like the fact that wisdom is given as a feminine wisdom say wisdom it can never be a, a masculine thing say wisdom because wisdom is beautiful say beautiful is beautiful prize her and she will exalt you she will honor you if you embrace her she will place on your head a garland of grace what is that say look at the connection between wisdom and grace she will place on you a garland of grace she will present you with a crown of beauty say wisdom say wisdom how many of you want wisdom the beginning of wisdom is in all your acquiring acquire the beginning of wisdom is fear of the lord amen hallelujah like i said wisdom will speak a language which the world cannot understand when god is something out of the natural what do, what does the world call it when god does something out of the natural what does the world call it supernatural the world calls it miracle so anything that cannot be explained by the, by the natural is what supernatural or miracle okay the truth is that god is always working in the supernatural and not in the natural what is miraculous for the world is just the manifestation of the wisdom of god who can explain water turning to wine who can who can explain a man who's dead and gone for 3 days coming back to life who can explain a dead girl coming back to life who can explain ice popping out of the blind who can explain the lame man walking so we call it the world will call it a miracle but what is there in reality is the manifestation of the wisdom of god so the problem is if you're loaded with the wisdom of this world the wisdom of god cannot manifest in your life i'll repeat that if you're loaded with the wisdom of this world god's wisdom his supernatural ways cannot manifest in your world it's all connected the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the lord you have to understand who god is is the worship of god is the reverence of god if you think the if you think wisdom is mugging up textbooks and reading through uh, online journals and uh, doing a research on this and that i'm sorry that's not what wisdom is about wisdom is that which proceeds from the heart of god david was a man of wisdom why because he was after the heart of god he was a man after god's own heart he told his son he told his son to acquire wisdom and not to forget anything about those things that he said hallelujah
Wisdom is the language of miracles. Wisdom is the language of miracles. You want to see miracles? You have to speak wisdom. Wisdom is the expression of the supernatural deeds of God. That's why we must add more of God's word in our vocabulary. We must add more of God's word into our vocabulary. We must enrich our speech with the word of God. Okay, give, give me some, uh, let's look at the New Testament, okay? Give me some, some of the miracles of Christ. Let's just close with this. Some of the miracles that Christ, Christ performed. Okay, let's start with Jairus' daughter. Jairus' daughter, you remember what happened to Jairus' daughter? Okay, on the way, you know, Jesus was stopped by a woman who touched him the hem of his garment and she got healed. And as, she was, as he was walking further, uh, you know, what happened? Someone came and reported that the daughter is dead. You know that. What did Jesus say? So what is wisdom? Declaring as dead or saying, saying that she is? I'm not going to explain much. I'm going to let you do the thinking. What did Jesus say? What did the people do when he said she's only sleeping? He mocked, they mocked him. They laughed at him. Sometimes the things that you say can cause people to laugh. You know why? You're not speaking the wisdom of this world. You're speaking the wisdom of God. The natural man cannot attain to it. If Jesus said, ah, it's okay, she's dead, but we'll do something about it, then probably nobody would have laughed. But he said, she's only sleeping. Okay, let's go to another one. The feeding of the, the 5,000. What did Jesus tell them? You feed them. Was that wisdom? According to the world, was that wisdom? Did Jesus, was he aware of the fact that they didn't have anything with them? But he said, you? Are you getting what I'm saying? And, uh, an onlooker would laugh his heart out if he heard that when Jesus said, gave the instruction, you feed them. They don't have anything with them. They're just walking. As of it, they left everything and they followed after Christ. And you have this big crowd, one of the biggest crusades probably Christ has done. And he is giving instruction to his disciples, you feed them. Without any prior notice. What is that? Say wisdom. I said wisdom is the language of miracles. Not the wisdom of this world, the wisdom of God. That's why you must store up your heart the word of God. 
So you will dare to speak the language of miracles. Nothing in your house, nothing in your hands, nothing in your purse. But you will say, tomorrow I will pay the bill. What is that? It's a wisdom. Why? It is based on your knowledge of God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So you speak in line with your knowledge of God. She'll be made well. You, 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 okay, you, you encounter a sickness in your family. Oh, this is, this is going to be terrible. This person is going to die. We have to do, like, you know, this is very bleak. What is that? The wisdom of this world. But when you say in line with God's, when you speak in line with God's word, that is the wisdom of God. Now, we have to change the words that we speak. Your words reveal whether you're wise or not. Not wise according to this world. But wise according to God or not. If I, that's why the Bible says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. So that you will stop saying the things that the world speaks in a situation. You have to stop, you have to refuse to speak the language of the world in any given situation. And you have to start to speak the language of God in any given situation. Man. Now you, if God looked, so, see, what is the popularity of God? What is the fame of God? He looked into emptiness and said, let there be. He, he looked into pitch darkness and said, let there be light. He spoke the, the, the world into creation. He, he spoke the world into existence by speaking to, into what? Into emptiness. Emptiness. The earth was formless and void. He spoke. That is the wisdom of God. Not looking at darkness and saying, oh, it's all dark. That is the wisdom of this world. But when you look at the darkness and you say, let there be light, that's the wisdom of God. When you look into emptiness and say, oh, everything is empty, there's nothing, there's no hope, that is the wisdom of this world. But when you look into the emptiness and say, let there be fullness, let there be an overflow, that's the wisdom of God. In the bleakest of situations, you must be able to speak the language of miracles. In the most hopeless situation, you must be able to bring hope. You must be able to bring life by the words that you speak. That is the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. You have no idea what wisdom can do for you. What did wisdom make Solomon to be? The richest man. The richest man. He asked for wisdom. People came seeking his counsel to see how he does things. You have no idea what wisdom can do in your life. You have no idea where wisdom can teach you, where wisdom can take you in life. You have no idea. Many Christians are living a limited life because they have not understood the potential of wisdom. Now you listen to all this, come back next week and continue on with life. Nothing is going to happen. But if you grab a hold of this and understand that wisdom can change 
and you see one decision can change your life one single decision can either wreck your life or make your life one single decision and that's why sometimes i feel for people when they when i know they're making the wrong turn i feel for them and i pray lord let something happen intervene correct their steps because i know not always but many times say wisdom in all you getting get what in all you getting get what are you sure in all you getting get something else is that what it says in all you getting get what wisdom is the principal thing some version says wisdom is the capital thing how do you start a business with what so what is wisdom it's the capital capital to build your life it's the wisdom is the capital to build your marriage why am i looking to david wisdom is the capital to raise your children wisdom is the capital to build your business wisdom is the capital to build your ministry is the capital thing is the principal thing hallelujah say wisdom what is the first gift spiritual gift mentioned in the bible in the list of spiritual gifts first one word of what so god starts with what in all you getting get what so when he said i'm going to give you spiritual gifts he said no i i hi i how i desire you know when we said the smartest people on earth are supposed to be in in the church how i desire we can say the smartest people on the earth are in the church is possible is just an understanding correction concerning wisdom there's so much of pride we carry i know it i've done that i've been there i've learned from here i've learned from there there now i'm continually learning this and that that's all nonsense if you can grab a hold of the wisdom of god it'll supersede every the all the universities of the world put together combined all their courses all their degrees all their phd's put together what it can offer is no match to the treasures of wisdom and knowledge hidden in you in you in you Say wisdom. Say wisdom. Say wisdom. Touch your neighbor and say, I bless you with wisdom. And just, just do, do it sincerely and say, I bless you with wisdom. And say, more wisdom. Say, 
and more wisdom and more wisdom okay do this tell your neighbor there is so much of wisdom in you and tell your neighbor bring it out bring it out so much of wisdom in you hallelujah speak the language of miracles wisdom is the language of miracles you want to walk in signs and wonders and miracles every day speak wisdom speak wisdom the mighty deeds of god speak wisdom wisdom hallelujah say wisdom say wisdom and we should do t-shirts i love wisdom i love wisdom and then you should do you should do t-shirts i got i've got wisdom amen first you say i love wisdom and then you should say i've got wisdom you must be confident you have the wisdom to solve enigmas now when somebody comes to you concerning a situation in life you must not be oh, no, no no i don't want to deal with this you can take it to you know somebody somebody else the smallest shall become a a clan the least shall become a a nation the children in this church can deal with situations it is possible if you teach them wisdom like if if you can give them instruction like how david gave instruction if you can give them instruction like how david gave instruction to solomon acquire wisdom in all you're acquiring acquire wisdom now you give them this and that and spoil them but when you give them you should tell them in your acquiring of this acquire wisdom otherwise you're spoiling them hallelujah say wisdom say wisdom so wisdom is the principal thing so wisdom is key so wisdom is everything so wisdom is hidden in me amen hallelujah let's pray father thank you for this time thank you lord that you desire to take us to another level of moving and operating in wisdom Lord, I pray that the, your grace will enable us to forego the wisdom of this world, to discard the wisdom of this world, and to embrace the wisdom of God. Because your word says, if we embrace her, she will exalt us, she will honor us, and she will put a crown of beauty on our head. A garland of grace shall be placed upon our head. Lord, we desire what you desire for us. Help us not to speak like the rest of israel what help us to speak like how david spoke that day when he encountered a giant of man a giant of a a dread champion he refused to utter the words of this world but he spoke in line with your words it was a, it was all about you it was all about you his heart was leaned on you 
Give us after your heart. Or we desire to be in that place. And everyone says that that is dead, she is dead, he is dead, that situation looks dead. Lord, help us to say, no, it's just sleeping. It's just a slumber. And everyone says the wine is over. The mirth is over. The, the, the merriness is over. Help us to say like Jesus, my time has not yet come. And when my time comes, I'll bring about the joy that knows no limit. When everyone says there is nothing left, there is nothing with us, help us to speak like how you spoke, Jesus. Feed them. You feed them. And you, you blessed what was there. And you multiplied it with such wisdom. Thank you, Lord, that your wisdom can multiply the little that we have. The word for somebody here. The specific word for somebody here. God's wisdom can multiply the little that you have can receive that word. And abundance is coming your way. If you give in to the wisdom of God, you will experience the multiplication of God. Some of you are just still calculating, 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 adding and subtracting. God says, stop it. And just see my wisdom. You will see multiplication. Exponential growth. The language of supernatural miracles. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. So that which is colorless, tasteless, orderless, flavorless will be replaced with, replaced with that which is Colorful, flavorful, tasty, and strong. Hallelujah. There's somebody here desirous of breaking out of the mundane. You are just bored to the core. You know that you're not in the plan of God. You're just doing things as it comes. And God is speaking to you. God is saying, the beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. Start with wisdom. Start with worship. Start with worship. Spend time with wisdom. Receive instructions of wisdom. Don't go by the, the system of this world, the, the pattern of this world. The route that the world is paving for you will end in destruction. It will take you nowhere. One by one, the things that you thought you had will leave you, will forsake you. If you're going to take that route. God says, take Take the narrow. The narrow path. But I will level it for you. I will smoothen it for you. Wisdom will level it for you. 
wisdom will pulverize mountains before you will make it into fine powder will level the valleys for you will bring down mountains will cause you to walk in the heights of the earth God is assuring you I am putting together the pieces I'm putting together the pieces that I planned for you I'm putting it together and what I started in you I will bring it to completion what I've begun in you I will I'll bring it to completion I'll complete it little by little but surely I'm going to bring it to completion my plans will not fail and god wants to assure you that his plans are a foolproof plan nothing can overturn the plans of god here trust in the plan of god the wisdom of god right when people say it's dead and gone and the stench is coming is full of worms and eaten away by maggots the lord says i'm going to step in the valley of dead bones dry bones will become a a mighty army going to put flesh and sinews and muscles every cell will come into place in me all things hold together the broken fragments will come together says the lord it may not make sense to you now but if you trust in my plan I'll bring it to completion. Now I see somebody else stuck. There's somebody else stuck. You know that you're stuck. And that's the word to describe your situation. You're stuck. You can't see beyond the tip of your nose. You're stuck. the lord says i'll put on the glasses of wisdom for you if you if you surrender if you choose to look through it i'll cause you to show far and wide to see far and wide i'll cause you to see clearly the horizon treasures out of darkness I'll reveal to you. The Lord says, I'll bring movement. I'll bring movement. I'll bring movement. The stone will be rolled away, says the Lord. hallelujah that you may be able to walk out walk out he will lead you out
I'll cause you to stand out. To stand out from the rest. Your plan will make you one among them. But my plan will cause you to stand out. Choose this day. Choose life. Choose life. Whether you want to be the workmanship of God, or one amongst the mass-produced products of this world, God wants you to make you his workmanship. He is making you. You are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Do not benchmark yourself against anything. Your benchmark is drawn in heaven, says the Lord. The yardstick is from heaven, says the Lord. Earth cannot measure the substance within you. The deposit in you. It's eternal, says the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Do not, do not revisit your yesterdays. Do not revisit your past seasons. Behold, I will do something new, says the Lord. There are things about your past that you, you're not willing to let go. You're not willing to forget. But the Lord says, if you're going to do that, you're going to walk in circles. And he wants to break patterns. He wants to break those patterns, those cycles. You're finding yourself in the same place over and over. The Lord says, I want to take you out of it. I'll give you wisdom to come out. Wisdom to come out. Wisdom to come out. Wisdom to not return like a dog that returns to its vomit. So freedom that Christ has set you free. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Have your way in our midst. Have your way in our lives. Let your wisdom prevail over your people. Let your wisdom prevail over your people. The garland of grace be placed upon our heads. The crown of beauty be placed upon our heads. As we embrace the wisdom of God. Uh, God is saying, be ready to see things that you've never seen before. Be ready to walk into a future that you've never imagined. Be ready. Be ready. 
in your wireless imagination you could not have colored colored your future like this but the lord says i am the one who's making putting things together speak in line with what i am doing in your life speak wisdom speak wisdom the oracles of god thank you father thank you pa thank you jesus have your way be glorified in jesus name we pray amen hello this is nisha dilakosh i'm sure this podcast has blessed you do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected may god bless you